good morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Troll Show Podcast presented by the SwabReport.com. I'm your host, Jonathan Goodall, a.k.a. Dreja Smooth. What I'm about to say, as always, anybody, players, coaches, parents, fans, etc., feels like I'm in the wrong, feel free to reach out to me like Amante did. We will hash it out, come to a understanding. But we're six games in, right? Okay, we're sitting at two and four, and I think by now we can deduce a few things. Yeah, I, I think number one to point the obvious, we cannot win on the road. It, it, it's just the way. Saturday was a golden opportunity against the worst Northwest Missouri team in my time of covering, which is seven years and counting. Okay, I really couldn't tell you the last time Northwest Missouri was two and three. I'm pretty sure it was uncharted territory for them. And we turned in a really bad performance. We got call it what it is. Offensively, the line was the worst of the season. I Trayvon didn't even get 40 yards rushing, to my knowledge. It just was by far the worst. Uh, not only did we lose the game, we lost the war, right? Steph got hurt early on in the first quarter. He was in street clothes in the second half. Like a few more guys got dinged up, right? That's that's not what you want. This is also why. I'm a, I'm a proponent of we need to somehow get a bye week in the season because, again, it's just look at Fort Hayes last year, right? Like, that record wasn't indicative of them, and I know it's football. I know injuries happen, but, like, we have to have a bye week. Yeah, I mean, we, right? We claim we don't have a bunch of Thursday night games because of, what is it, because of the student-athlete's well-being, I, I feel like 11 straight games of hard-nosed football also kind of isn't in the best interest of student-athletes. I don't know. I could be wrong. Uh, right? You look defensively, right? I think we got to call it what it is here. The defensive line is treading really, really close to 2019 uh, status. And we, we know if you... You've been here since 2018. Again, if you have, I appreciate you. You know what 2019 defensive line was. We are trending in that direction because can't stop the run. All right. Northwest Missouri. I wrote down the numbers. Actually, I was going to save it for the recap, but we got to go ahead and just point this out now. Okay. Uh, where are we at here? <clears throat> Let me see where we're at. Um... To the running back at the 926 mark of the second quarter, uh, second quarter, I think his last name was Harris. He wore number 22. Uh, I didn't know if I was watching him or watching Najee Harris and my Pittsburgh Steelers, okay? Because at the 926 mark in the second quarter, this man had a career high 143 yards on seven carries. That was coming off a 67-yard touchdown run. Then we look here at the half. The D run D allowed 218 yards rushing on 14 carries at 15.6 yards per carry. At the half, running back Jay Najee Harris had 184 yards. We further look. Where we at here? I feel like I took, I took, I feel like I took another note. We were early in the fourth after Northwest Missouri got their last touchdown run. Jay Harris had 269 yards 
at the 1054 mark. 2019 status. Because that was not happening last year. That was not happening in 2021. And it saddens me because, again, I know we lost Rob. I know we lost Mike. I know we lost Jordan Vu. I know we lost Julius Coates and Jason Brunson didn't do much of anything. Okay? I understand that, right? And I, again, you know how how high I hold Coach, Coach Sanders uh, there. I still do. We got we to gotta just call it what it is at this point. Again, if I'm wrong, you can feel free to, to, to tell me. I, we can't get off a block. Okay, they were able to run at will on the outside on both sides. People was getting stonewalled. The middle was not that much better. He was able to make a few plays, but again, most of the TFLs or minimal gains was because we we sent we sent pressure, right? We was either linebackers. Uh, I think Kobe had a TFL in there. I think Raekwon might have had a TFL. Right, it was because we 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 sending more bodies, but the front the front three is not getting it done. We got we just gotta call it what it is. It's not getting it done, right? I the the middle hasn't been great. We gotta call it what it is. Like at times, Hunter and Zane have looked good. At other times, that has not been the case. Especially the past few weeks, you go. I think the run defense started trending downwards. We'll be looking uh, from Missouri Western onward, right? It wasn't great last week. A lot of buck sixty-five to a team that I think barely had a hundred yards rushing. Okay, like it just we 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 got to say at this point we are right. We either need to see more out of what's there, okay, or we just have to admit that this crop is not getting the job done, and we got to look to upgrade that in the offseason because we can't be six games in. And people setting a career high for rushing yards on seven carries. Yes, Northwest Missouri is a is is a big football team. Okay, but it's, we can't like. Well, I mean, that's just bad. That's bad, 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 and that's hurting. That's hurting the rest of the defense, right? Because we're also not getting a pass rush, right? I don't think if the, if the defensive line has a sack this season, I must have missed it. I think they. I know they credited Hunter for half a sack on something which I feel like wasn't this case, right? Like the majority of the sacks have come from the linebacker. When it be Zion Bell had another fantastic play, by the by the way. Um he had a pass he had a tip pass on a screen that resulted in a Noah West pick six there. Zion Bell, a really good stretch of like three, four games now. Because he, I know he had a he had a, a sack against Missouri Western. I feel like he had, yeah, he had yeah, because he had two really big uh, pass rushes. Yeah, Zion's had a pretty good stretch of games. If I'm if I'm being honest, so shout out there to uh, Zion, Zion Bell. Uh, but again, like right, I, if we're looking if we're looking at, at at positives on the defensive line, I mean, I don't know if you consider it a defensive line thing, but like I saw, we we were moving Noah West around more. Uh, sometimes he would be the, the 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 third lineman, and we we had some success there in the uh, in terms of the pass rush. But I need to see more of that I I have to give defensive coordinator Brent Lechtenberg credit there because I have been been saying we should probably you know move the man around some because we've got to get him 
more involved. Like he's he's probably he's the best pass rusher that we have. Uh, and he's too good to be neutralized the way that he's doing. And we moved him around. And I think he had a sack. Was it a sack last week? All right, was it, I think it was a sack last week. And then he had the, the pick six today. I mean, yesterday, right? So that's progress. But again, right? Like that, that's just where we're at right now. That, that's the two most glaring things of where we're at. It, the run defense is bad. D-line is taking a step back, as, 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 as sad as it is, uh, right? And we still can't win on the road. Because I'm, if, you, if you're looking at the upcoming stretch of games here, right, and we're still hoping we can get to a bowl game, I'm going to be honest with you here, all right, it's mighty slip. Because here's the thing. Uh, the next... Two games should be easy wins. We got we get we get Lincoln at home. We get Northeastern State. Two of the worst teams, not only in the conference but in the country. Okay, we get Washburn, and and the the week the, the following week, not not after Northeastern State, but the week after Northeastern State for Senior Day. That's a very bad football team. Again, we're at home. Should win that game. The problem is, the problem is, we have to either beat Fort Hayes or Pitt State. And or and or, ordinarily, I'd say we have a good chance to beat Fort Hayes. I felt like much like Northwest Missouri the past two years, we matched up well against them. Only problem is we're playing on the road, and right now the way we're playing on the road, we're not winning either of those of those football games, and it, it, it's unfortunate because if the if if the the trek we're going on right now, okay, of us only winning home games and the only road games that we able to win is either Lincoln or Northeastern State, we're, we're, we're looking at a five and six season. Okay, we're looking. We are staring down a five and six season if we're being a hundred percent honest here. Okay, and we we know this team is far better than that. We know this team is far better than a than a six win team. And we gotta look here and 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 we gotta call it what it is here, right? This team, in my opinion, I think I'm not I'm not alone in saying this right. If you're looking from a talent standpoint, vastly better than last year's team. Okay. But yet here we sit worse than last year's team. All right. And we got we we just we 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 have to ask this question, why is that the case? Why is that the case? Especially when we only lost, what was it, eight seniors, mainly, right? And then I, the vast majority of starters is back, right? Like, we have we have experience. I don't, you know, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I really, I really don't, I don't know. Because I, here's the thing, right? It's, it's year two, I get it, right? It's year two. Most of the time, year three is when you really start to be critical. Uh, normally, I, I would agree with that, but the fact the roster is full of juniors and seniors here indicates we in win now mode, and we're not winning. We just gotta go. We not winning when you're in win now mode, okay? And this is truly unfortunate because basically, what we're staring down is a five and six season, okay? Which then means that next year when the vast majority of people are seniors, it's do or die at that point. Like, we have to make the run then. Uh, and I, I, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know why why we couldn't, but the fact that we're still struggling on the road, okay, the fact that that the defensive line is not getting the job done, right? It it's it's concerning six games in, right? You can you can kind of better understand that games one through four, right? You know. But we're we're in game six now, and it's still the same thing, right? Like we didn't play four quarters yes uh, yesterday, right? Uh, offensively, it was probably the worst game, definitely the worst game since Central Missouri. Uh, except we couldn't run the ball, probably for the first time all season, really. Uh, I mean, yeah, probably for the first time all season, we really couldn't run the run the ball. Um, the Dawson Hurl had two really bad interceptions. He had one on a flea flicker that shouldn't have been thrown. And he had another one. I can't remember if it was on a third down or whatever it was. It just it I'm not quite sure what what was uh what was being seen. But there it was it was probably the two worst passes I've seen from Dawson so far this season. Uh right. It, it's just it's just not good, right? Northwest made us one one dimensional. And then we 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 could not make them one dimensional, and it's unfortunate because if we're looking at the secondary, I was <clears throat> outside of the touchdown they gave up on fourth and fifteen when they was in the zone, right? And again, it's unfortunate that the one big time bust resulted in in a, in, a, in a touchdown. But I was very pleased, right? I think Amante Davis probably had his best game of the season. Uh, J.K. had a solid game. I saw Jamori Ray was out there knocking heads off, right? Uh, Cam Manahan had a few tackles. I was very pleased. If we're being honest here, I was very pleased with, the, with their secondary. And it's truly unfortunate that we was not able to force Northwest to pass the ball more because we couldn't get off a block and couldn't stop the run. Like, this, it, we, we, either, we either have to get it fixed but we have to find a way to work around it. And the way we have to work around that, and as unfortunate as it is, we got to send linebackers more, apparently, and we got to just hope that, you know, if, if, teams, if teams realize that and start passing, right, that the secondary is able to make plays because that's basically where we're at right now. Uh, I do have to give linebackers credit I think it was a career day for um, Jack Puckett, the registered freshman out of Bigsby. Had his first career sack, two and a half TFLs, five tackles, well of a game. Um, and Connor Johnson had a decent game too, right? Like, I I haven't been disappointed in the linebackers, really. It's just in the secondary the past two weeks, uh, in, my, in my opinion, probably the best two-game stretch of the season. Well, it's just it's it's weird to say that the front is is honestly the biggest problem on the defense right now, because you can't ask the secondary to hold for as long as they had to on some plays and still got the PBU and and and, and I, again, now you have to give Coach Neal, Coach McGuire there a ton of credit. I I, I really do because we know they've been much maligned this season. Again, really good two game stretch. Should be able to do the same against Lincoln and Northeastern State, right? Uh, but we we got we've got to figure out a way to generate a pass rush. 
Uh, I don't know if we gotta just start throwing guys out there much like they had to do in the in the, in the secondary. Because whatever we're doing right now is not getting the job done. And I think Coach Sanders knows this. Uh, I, I, if you if you're watching it, I people I talk to the fans, right? We know this. It's just there's got to be something done there. Whether we go to a four man front, right? Whether we have to move Noah West from linebacker to being that third lineman again, I, we got to do something because I'm telling you right now, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a very long day against Fort Hayes. A very long day against Pitt State if we allowing the run defense that we have the past two weeks. Um, but offensively, in the worst offensive lines played since Central Missouri, um, I, we just could not run the ball. I, it was very shocking to me that we could not run the ball. I know Northwest are uh, big physical line, but like still. Um, the, the, I mean, they really, they really shut down Trayvon, which is very hard to do. Um, and they made us one-dimensional, which is not the worst thing per se, but they get a pretty good job of getting the pass rush, making Dawson uncomfortable there. Um, and so that that made it that made it tough. Uh, Trayvon did have two touchdowns though in in the game, so we're still going to have. Two sustained drives in there offensively, um, but like I said it just makes it tough when they make it one 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 dimensional. Because again, that's a very good defense, uh, as we had said have said last week. Um, so I think offensively, I mean, I can't foresee us having a game like that where I feel like we're gonna lose the battle up front to that degree. Maybe until we play Pitt State. Um, I, I we will have to look more at Fort Hayes numbers, but I know they had um, Jeremiah Jackson Trotter last year was an absolute beast. But I don't know if they have much outside of him if he is still 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 there or not. Um, so I'm feeling confident though the offense can get back on track. Uh, it's just as that is tough when you become one dimensional. I I wasn't mad at the play call. To be honest with you here, I mean. Uh, we broke out the receiver pass again. Jacob Delson now two and two on the season, right? We tried to flea flicker. We should have thrown it. We should have thrown the ball away. Instead, I don't know. Again, I don't know who Dawson was trying to throw the ball to there, right? That ended a promising drive that may have resulted in some kind of points. Um, but we can't. We can't. And then we also had a bunch of holes. Probably the worst game from a penalty standpoint offensively. Send Central Missouri, right? Noah had a false start in the hole. I mean, he was doing so good the past few games. Uh, yeah, there were some holes, some false starts, right? Got us behind the chains, made it, made it, made it tougher. It, it just, it wasn't a great game, and it wasn't like it was the play calling this time. Uh, it was just a combination of <clears throat> getting behind the chains against a really good defense. Um, and and it, it got us off schedule, and it made it really, really, really tough. I'm not as worried offensively about what we saw yesterday than what we saw uh, defensively against the against the run because that the offensive thing is is fixable, right? We got to just get back to playing discipline there. We got to remember the remember the remember the snap count, right? Um, we gotta. I think we'll be able to run the ball the vast majority of the rest of the season which should help again in terms of the pass rush. 
Uh, I'm not I'm not too worried there. No, he was banged up somewhere on the offensive line, though. Lang got hurt. He came back. Um, I feel like someone else on the line also got hurt. So, um, but we do have some depth there, right? We've seen, um, we've seen Kellen Culberson out there, uh, right? As so, I mean, we we do have some experience depth. Uh, we we should might be able to still get by, especially in the past next two weeks. So that's, but again, it's just I don't know. Defensively, it's just concerning. Uh, special teams wise. Man, we fielded every punt, so I got to give Tariq Logan credit there. Um, we did not have a have a muff. Uh, Kobe had a very nice kickoff kickoff return. Child there to Kobe. Um, probably the this honestly and, and defensively probably Kobe's best game of the season. I think he's still still a few times was a step behind, but I give him credit. I think he might have had a PBU in there. I know it was a much better job tackling he had, at least a, a TFL. I got to give the man credit there, but again, it's just, I don't know. It, it, it just, it is what it is there. Um, and then again, it was Grayson Miller punting the ball. I'm not sure if he's just beat out David Vargas, because David Vargas was still the holder. Um, so that's also something to keep a note of. But again, it just was very disappointing. We got to call it what it is. It was a very disappointing loss, and, and at, at this point, I mean, I don't have much faith in getting to a bowl this season. I truly don't just give them what we've seen when they play on the on the road, and it's truly unfortunate because I really, I really thought, I really thought the floor of this team was seven and four, as honestly looking like we might not even get back to six and five, and and that's. That's not trending in the right direction. We're going to go ahead and get into the recap here. Um, Northwest Missouri won the coin toss, chose to defer. Uh, UCL will go three and out after a bobble snap on first down resulted in a sack. Uh, then Northwest Missouri would capitalize converting a fourth down, ending in a touchdown run at the 929 mark, making it a 7-0 game. A usual, however, would respond converting a fourth down with the aforementioned uh then did also had the pass to Terrell Davis leading to Trayvon Wolford's first touchdown run of the game. Um being a 7-7 at the 115 mark. It was an eight-minute drive. It just unfortunately they called two timeouts. They called one before the fourth, which is understandable. But then they had to call another one. I forgot if it was because they didn't get to play in. Uh, I can live with the first timeout being called there because, again, it's fourth down. You want to make sure you had the right play call. But this second one, I felt like, should have been avoided. Also want to send my condolences to Trayvon Wolford. He posted that his uncle passed. Uh, the Chosherswapreport.com are keeping you and your family uh, in in your uh, in our in our in our prayers. Uh, then that would be the last score of the first quarter. But again, a nice long sustained eight minute drive. Right, they they was able to run enough. It, it wasn't fantastic, but it was enough because we were hitting the pass game. Uh, the UCO they had a promising drive. Like I said before, uh, in on the Dawson Hurl pick off the flea flicker at the thirteen forty mark at the Northwest twenty. So you figure at least. 
Would it should have gotten maybe a field goal attempt on that on that drive. Uh, the defense would hold uh, after a big run as Connor Johnson had a fourth down pass breakup. Like I said, I was very pleased with the with the coverage overall there. I used to go three and out, however, and then Northwest would capitalize. At a 67-yard touchdown run to the outside at the 9:26 mark, making it 14 to seven. At that point, Jay Harris had a career high, 143 yards on seven carries. Offense would again go three and out. Northwest Missouri would capitalize off of another long touchdown run. I will say, probably should never have happened because they got a bogus pass interference call on Mosley. Uh, I was not seeing the pass interference. Uh, I really was not. I mean, I, to me, it was good coverage. But uh, they, they, I guess they are, the, they are the home team, so you get the benefit of the doubt on calls, but I feel like that's not the case for UCO. Um, made in a 20-7 game at the 7-11 mark, they missed the extra point. Like I said, that was a 45-yard touchdown run for Jay Harris. At that point, had eight carries, a buck 84, three touchdowns, 23 yards per carry. However, UCO's offense will finally respond. They had it was a good drive for Oscar Hammond um, and and Dawson as well, ending in a Trayvon Wolford touchdown run at the 314 mark in a 20 to 14 game. Uh UCO's defense would bend but not break. Manahan got beat for a 45-yard pass. However, the defense would tighten up and force a missed field goal as time expired. That is the second missed field goal they forced this season. And if you're counting the block that Zane had against uh, Missouri Western, that's three forced missed field goals there. You got a shout-out there to special teams coach James Curley on that right there. Very hard to do. Um, is it making it a 20 to 14 game at the half? So you're feeling you're feeling fairly confident, right? Because again, um you would have liked to drive with the flea flicker to have at least ended in a field goal attempt. If that's the case, you're looking at a three-point game. Ideally, you like to score on that drive. I feel like they would have scored a touchdown on that drive, so they should have probably had the lead heading into the third. Uh, you were concerned, again, with the run defense. You also was concerned. We had a lot of three and outs, though, after the flea flicker drive up until that final offensive drive at 40 half, right, where we got to capitalize on the stop when we when we get them. But overall, I thought we were still in the game. Um, I was just hoping <coughs> that maybe we could make some changes Stop the run, whatever it is. Unfortunately, that was not the case. Northwest Missouri came out second half, aided by aided by a big run, um, scoring a touchdown, the seventeen yard touchdown pass on the third and fifteen. It was a coverage bust, making it twenty seven to fourteen at the ten twenty three mark. That UCO was picked off on fourth down. Excuse me. They were in no man's land. They had to go for it. They were sacked, I think, on the previous play on third down. Um, there was a tough Terrell Davis pass breakup in the end zone. Gave Missouri West over Missouri the ball at the UCO 15. We fast forward to the fourth. 
Uh, Northern Missouri added another touchdown run from Jay Harris, which he broke several tackles. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, on his way to the end zone, in a 34-14 game at the 10:54 mark. At that point, he had 269. So at this point, Northwest was feeling kind of confident, given the way Utah's offense had been. Uh, UCO will go three and out, but again, this is where Zion Bell would make a fantastic play, tipping the screen pass that fell into the hands of Noah West, who was able to do what he couldn't do against Fort Hayes last year because of the penalty. Ran it back for a pick six, finished 34 to 21 at the 852 mark. So again, here now, right, you're kind of feeling maybe this is an Emporia type of thing. Where you know we only down by two scores, there's still plenty of time left. The defense will once again come up big there as Jack Puckett would have the sack, the force the punt. However, the offense was turned turned the ball over on downs. Quarterback sneak on fourth and one got stonewalling. He lost yards again. Worst game of the offensive line we've seen since since Missouri. At the 524 mark, and then UCO's defense would hold again, but UCO would have another turnover on downs at their own 28. At the 314 mark, UCO would get another stop late, but then um, Darius Melton would fumble the ball on a catch on a drag route, with like 50 seconds, seconds left to go in the game. And that would end the game as Northwest would come away with a uh, 34-21 win over UCO. Again, UCO only scoring seven points in the second half. None offensively. Again, we just thought we had that fixed, but I, 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 guess, I guess we don't. Looking at the numbers, UCO 16 first downs, only 64 yards rushing on 31 carries, 2.1 yards a carry. Yeah, by far the worst rushing. Game of the season, a 241 passing, two picks, 105 yards of offense on 64 plays, probably the worst outing of the season. Uh, two of 12 on third, one of four on fourth is just bad. Uh, we were sacked three times. Uh, we were two of two in the red zone, three of three on PATs. Looking at the Northwest Missouri, they had 19 first downs. 324 rushing on 36 carries, 9 yards a carry. Four touchdowns, only lost 19 yards, and most of that was on the sack. 154 yards passing, one interception, one touchdown, 478 on 62 plays. It's bad. We did hold them to 3 of 12 on third. We just could not capitalize offensively. Holding the 1 of 3 on fourth, again, could not capitalize offensively. And then two or three in the red zone. Uh, we got one sack. There were four or five on PATs, all one on field goals. Looking at the individual numbers for us, Dawson Hurl, 17 of 29, 198, two picks. Long of 34, sacked twice. Delso, one on one for 25. Steph, two or three for 18, long of 13, sacked one time. And then that was. 
Uh, yes, you got to count it as a second offensive line, but that that's just what I'm, I don't know if the snap I don't know if the snap was high or early, but it did result in a bomber, which resulted in a sack. Uh, Trayvon Wolford, 13 carries, 32 yards, two touchdowns, long at eight, 2.5 yards a carry. To the man's credit, though, only lost two yards, which is very impressive given the blocking. Uh, Dawson, 7 for 16, long and 19, 2.3 yards a carry. Dylan Cottrell, 4 for 10, 2.5 yards a carry. Okay, Jalen uh, Franklin did not get a carry. Okay. Okay, yeah, I don't know who was doing these stats, but they're saying Jalen Franklin and Kyshawn Murray had a carry? Yeah, that's not making sense. Uh, Stephon Brown, 3 for 11. No, 3 for, three for 1. But it had 12 with the sack down there, along with 7. Receiving Oscar Hammond led the way 5 catches, 67 yards, along with 27. Terrell Davis, 3 for 37, along with 25. Darius Melton, 4 for 35, along with 14 with the fumble. Dominic Dunn, 1 for 34, along with 34. Madison Ridgeway got his first two catches of the season, south there to Madison. 2 for 29, along with 17. Dell still 3 for 23, along with 11. Carney, 1 for 12, along with 12. Um, and then defensively, mostly, 6 tackles a half TFL. J.K. Moore, 6 tackles a half TFL. 1 breakup. Jack Puckett, five tackles, two and a half TFLs, one sack. Again, he's getting better. I feel like every week, I think he started. If I'm not mistaken, I think he started. Um, but just saying a lot right there. And again, must lie, Manahan is slowly, slowly proving they're too good to not have a prominent role. Uh, Zay Adams, four tackles. Cam Manahan, four tackles. Connor Johnson, three tackles, a half TFL, one breakup. Zion Bell, three tackles, one hurry, one deflection. Amante Davis, three tackles. I feel like, again, I thought like that was his best game of the season. Fred Lord, three tackles. Hunter Larger, three tackles, one TFL. Rayquan Wicks, two tackles, one breakup. Grant Hudson, two tackles. Lemuel Gordon, two tackles. I think his first TFL of the season. Uh, Kobe Stevens, one tackle. Reed Lindsey, one tackle. Demory Ray, one tackle. Marlo Hughes, one tackle. Thomas Webb, one tackle. Cajun Burr, one tackle. Noah West had the 20-yard pick six. Uh, and looking at the punting, David Vargas. Okay, David Vargas did punt the ball one time, apparently. One for 26, one inside the 20. And then Grayson Miller, four for 173, average of 43.2. Long of 46, one inside the 20. That's not bad. I mean, two of the five punts went inside the, inside the 20. Uh, then we kickoff returns. Tweet Logan, one for two. I'm on pump returns. Tweet Logan, one for two. On kickoff returns, Kobe, two for 47, long of 27. Um, yeah, and then uh, Landon. Thomas said that they had one for no yard. Cavetto, three of three on PATs. Grayson Miller on four kickoffs. 
Had two touchbacks, uh, average 59.3 yards on kickoff. So here we turn our attention to probably, probably, we're going to be honest with you, this, this is the stretch of the season where I feel like if we had a one or had a better showing against Northwest Missouri, I feel very confident we could go 4-0 in the next stretch of game. I can say I feel like we can go 3-1 in the next stretch of games because, like I said before, and the way we're playing on the road right now, I don't have faith in us beating Fort Hayes. I don't have faith in us in general of beating Pitch State regardless. Okay, so um, I'll say this. If we if we if we if we want if we want a bowl if we want that pitch state game to be playing with such a playing for something other than pride at this point, uh, then we we've got to beat Fort Hayes in a few weeks. Now, fortunately, fortunately for UCO, I know that we're banged up here. We have a very winnable two game stretch. Starting with the Lincoln Blue Tigers. Uh, we know this is their swan song in the MIAA. They're going to the Great Lakes Conference, I think it is. Wish them the best of luck moving forward. They're HBCU. I got to pull for them. We got we to we call it what it is. And a very bad program has not won a game since 2019. Yeah, so yeah, you know, and I'm definitely gonna get one um, this year. Being honest with you, here their best chance was Saturday again, in my opinion, one of the games of the year in the conference. I always enjoy uh, following that box score. Lincoln versus Northeastern State down there in Jefferson City. Oh, I had 3,000 fans down there. Okay. I'm, I'm sure, yeah. I mean, you know, it's the only chance to really get a win. Um, and unfortunately for the Lincoln Blue Tigers, despite only being down by one point at the half, having the lead at one point in the first half, they was outscored in the second half 14 to nothing, falling to Northeastern State 28 to 13 at home. On Eastern State, able to get part of their first and only win of the season. Uh, we're looking at the numbers in that game. North Eastern State had 19 first downs, a buck 97 rushing at 4.3 yards a carry, only losing 14 yards on 46 carries. It's going to be a season high. So, this it is, I tell you what, right now, if Trayvon Wolford doesn't have I don't know. Career day. We got some problems. Uh, passing the bottom Eastern State. 50% completion. Okay, that's progress. 125. Two touchdowns to one interception. 322 on 68 plays. Uh, yeah, I guess. You know, it is Northeastern State. Uh, they did a five kickoffs. Uh, a season high right there. Uh, they were 7 of 15 on third. Okay, look at them there. Over one on fourth. Only four or six in the red zone, though. That's NSU. Come on now. Uh, well, 
Oh, today. Yeah. Well, they they had one second of the game, four four on PET, and missed a field goal. So it could have been a worse loss for Lincoln right there. Uh, then for Lincoln, 13 first downs, 74 yards rushing on 34 carries, 2.2 yards in carry, lost 31 yards. A buck 34 passing on a 50% completion with three interceptions to one touchdown. Um, 208 on 65 plays. It did have eight punts for 301 yards, 37.6 yards of punt. Three inside the 20, though. Okay. Uh, they were 416 on third, 101 on fourth. Two and two in the red zone, though. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, it, we're going to be honest here. It's going to be probably a very quick, uh, very quick, quick breakdown. This is not much to say. We're looking at the numbers this season. Bro, <laughs> how are you telling me? Lincoln only has 50 points? What the? Wait, you're telling me that. Wait, hold. You're telling me that in, in six games, only got 50 points? Oh, wow. And they got worse. Oh, wow. That's bad. Oh, wow. Jay, we're approaching like 2019 on Eastern State territory here. I think they were better than that. I think Eastern State that year averaged like nine points a game. Oh, that's just sad. Oh, 50 points in six games. Oh, that's... Man, that's... that's Wow. Okay. That's 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 sad. There. Uh, averaging eight point three points a game. Only have seventy six first downs. Ten of which by a penalty. So only sixty six earned first downs. Uh, they are averaging ninety four and a half yards rushing and three yards carry with two touchdowns. Again, if we ever needed a stretch of games to get the run defense fixed, again, I don't know how much you're going to take away from it, but at least in terms of tackling in space, getting off blocks, um, trying some new things, uh, the next two weeks are the two weeks to do that. Uh, passing, averaging a buck 36.8 per game, four touchdowns to 10 interceptions, God. Averaging 231.3 yards a game? What? I gotta check. Okay, once I'm done preening this here, I gotta check the Northeastern State numbers from 2019 because I really am curious now. Uh, what are these numbers worse? Because I, I, it, it, it's, it's really pushing there. It's re, it's really pushing there. Um, they are twenty six point six percent on third, 
60% on fourth and sack nine times. Hopefully you sure can get some sacks. Three or seven on field goal. Golly. Only been in the red zone eight times, six or eight in the red zone. Only three of them being touchdowns, five or six on PATs. Only scored six touchdowns in six games, boys. Yeah, that, that's, that's got to be worse than NSU. That, that, that has to be worse. Uh, defensively, allowing 51 points per game. Um, just, I'm telling you right now, if Yusho does not win the next three of their next four by at least, yeah, by at least 50 points, disappointing. Yeah, they should be Lincoln by 50, should be NSU by 50. And we should, honestly, the way Washburn going right now, should beat them by, by, by 50. I feel like, especially with Eastern State and Lincoln, we don't win that game by 50. It's disappointing. Okay, because last year against Lincoln, it was 45-3. I was disappointed in that. I, the, the, we did not come out the gate strong. I think Lincoln got a field goal fairly early on in that football game. Last time Lincoln played at UCO, their UCO won 69-20. However, UCO was beat for three deep touchdowns. Yeah, it was not necessarily good. So I would like to see a Northeastern State level level performance like we had last year, especially given that we got banged up. We just go in there, drop on them early. We get the backups in there. I know there's still some freshmen should have some three games to burn. Okay, I would like to see that. I would like to see Connor Kirby or Carson Trimble if possible if Steph is indeed out. Uh, right. I, I just I would like to see some of the some of the some of the, some of the backups in there, if nothing more, just to ensure the starters can stay healthy. Because uh, what we don't want now is injuries to happen. So, um, and we, in which case we should. And we're looking line fifty-one points a game. 231.2 yards a game rushing and 5.7 yards a carry with 17 touchdowns. Yeah, Trayvon should have a should have a field a field day. Allowing 283.3 passing, 22 touchdowns to one pick. Wow. I mean, these are historically bad numbers. Line 514 and a half yards a game. That's bad. I mean, that they only for now. I'm sure they force more than four punt on a season, but they, as a team, they only have four punt returns the whole season. Holy. Now they have forced four fumbles, recovered two. I see they've lost eight fumbles. I mean, they they had eight fumbles, lost five of them. Golly. They're allowing 48.6% on third, 50% on fourth. Have six sacks. Okay, okay. I know that's better than Northeastern State was in 2019. They had like five sacks the whole season, so... Okay, they at least getting a, getting a sack a game. Uh, they've allowed 41 touchdowns. 
Uh, five and seven on field goals. They've allowed one on one on onside kicks. Who's onside kick? Who was onside kicking against against Lincoln? Who who needs to do that? Wow, that I tell you, whoever 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 did that, they doing them dirty right there. Oh wow, okay, that's that's that kind of unfortunate. They've allowed thirty three trips in the red zone. Um, 30 of them coming away with scores, 25 of them being touchdowns, allow 41 of 41 on PAT. Looking at the quarter by quarter breakdown, getting outscored in the first 99 to 14, outscored in the second 96 to 13. Outscored in the third, 70 to 10. Outscored in the fourth, 41 to 13. Uh, looking at this sketch. I'm, try, I'm trying to get through it with a straight face, but it's just, it's, it's, it's tough, man. Uh, lost to Emporia, 56 to 10. Lost to Missouri Western, 68 to 14. Now, this will tell you how bad Wasburn is. Only lost to them 24 to 10. So that, that tells you where Wasburn's at right now. Lost Northwest 59 to nothing. Lost to Fort Hayes 71 to 3. And then lost last week, uh, yeah, Saturday 28 to 13, North, Northeastern State. Uh, looking at the individual numbers here, the leading rusher, Xavier Vaughn. Xavier Vaughn is a other oh, quarterback. 6'6, 200. Okay. Pine Bluff transfer. Okay, well, so we got a we've got a big quarterback there. Alice DeWay with 38 carries for 184 yards, two touchdowns. Does have an 85-yard run this season. Okay, so uh, again, we, we gotta contain. Um, in terms of the running back, they've got two. They've got Omar Allen, uh, 5'8", Pine Bluff transfer. Well, they, they sure do love Pine Bluff for some reason. Um, he has 63 carries for 157, along with 22, 2.5 yards of carry. Then they have Lamarco Yates. What a fantastic name. Uh, he is a 5'11", 205 sophomore. He has 28 carries, 154, along with 20, but is averaging a team-high 5.5 yards of carry. Okay, so um, again, right now we set this against uh, Missouri Southern, right? The, the, that run game that did not wow you. Same with Lincoln. The run game does not wow you. But again, the way the run defense is playing right now, does that mean anything? Uh, I hope we don't allow a buck 60, 300 plus yards rushing to Lincoln. I feel like if we do, we have some serious problems there. Um, so again, if we were ever looking for a game to get the rush defense back, get some confidence there, again, try some new things. 
Trying to lose people. This is the game. Okay, this is in there. This is the game to get that we got this two game stretch. We have to get back on track in the run defense if we want to still try to make a winning season. We 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 have to. Tell you right now, we're not beating Fort Hayes. We're not beating Penn State. And the run defense is at its current state. Oh, then passing the ball, Xavier Vaughn. Uh, 76 or 152, four touchdowns to eight interceptions, just sad. Uh, 50% completion percentage, 753 on the season, fit long of 54, 125 and a half yards a game. Um, I'm surprised he's not going. I thought Nathan Valencia, honestly, wasn't bad for him last year. So, uh... Not quite sure why you're sticking with a man that has a 4 to 8 ratio, but okay. Our receiving is still a Darius Ely, they top target. Uh, Darius Ely is. Now, hold on, did I get. Did he change his number? Oh, six. My bad. Darius Ely is six foot 178 senior. He honestly is not bad. He just doesn't have a quarterback. Uh, 24 catches, 378, three touchdowns, long of 54. Then the only other... <laughs> it gotta be. They only have two receivers over 100 yards. The other one being Winston Osmere, who, uh, 5'7", 175, junior, okay. Maybe he's got some burners, maybe. 13 catches, 145, one touchdown, long of 51. I kid you not, those are the only two that have over 100 yards and double-digit catches. Wow. That's bad. Also, they do have, uh, they are using Valencia. Did they move him to receiver? No. But I said they are using him at receiver, though. He does have... Six catches for 48 yards. So, um, but but that that's just bad, man. That's yeah. So second secondary should have another good outing. Hopefully, we get some interceptions. Uh, as far as secondary goes, they have one on the season that is JK. Um, yeah, we we should be able to get some. Hopefully, uh, we should have had a few of the past few games. We just could not corral them. So, hopefully, we get some chances there. Uh, and then defensively, if we're looking here for the Blue Tigers, they are led by Ian Hackney. Is a 6-1-2-20 sophomore linebacker from Riverdale, Georgia. Uh, 52 tackles, two TFLs, one sack. Okay. Um, the sack leader that outside of him, there's three more that have a single sack. Looks like two by defensive linemen. You've got Jordan Garth, who is... 6'1", 285, freshman, okay. He's got 11 tackles. 
Oh, shut up. Keep excuse, excuse me. Not not Jordan Garth. David David Canard. There we go. Who is a 6'3", 245 senior. He has 10 tackles, one TFL, one sack, one breakup, two hurries. And then the other person that has the sack as a defensive lineman, Jesse Brown, who is a freshman, 5'11", 255 from Bellevue, Michigan. Oh, look at look look at Lincoln recruiting uh, nationally here. Um, six tackles, one TFL, one sack. With a days a days easily has five tackles. Man does it all for him right there. Uh, then looking at the interceptions, the only person that has an interception is their second leading leading tackler. I think his name is Brian Cooley, who is another freshman, 6'1", 175, okay? I mean, listen, if we Lincoln Ryan, at least you got some promising freshmen. Again, I put that in, in, in quotes. Uh, 41 tackles, a half TFL, the one pick, return for 32 yards, two breakups. Okay, you know? Um... Leading pass breakup is TJ Jasper, 6'1", 175, sophomore. He's got 31 tackles, four breakups. Uh, the only four, they have two forced fumbles, one by Adrian Hopper. Who is a six foot one eighty junior defensive back from Garden City? He's got thirty four tackles, two TFLs, half sack, one breakup, one hurry, one for someone. Okay, could be a dude here. He wears number zero, man. Could indeed be a dude. And then the other first fumble is by Corey Macon. Corey Macon is a 6'3", 200 linebacker out of Kansas City, Kansas. He's got 25 tackles, a half TFL, one breakup, one recovery, one forced fumble. And I know, again, right, now the question is, they're on the field a lot, so... The numbers may be skewed, which is very, very weird to see. They have a man named Woodens Pierre Louise. What a fantastic name. That's a fantastic name right there, bro. I'm telling you, that's, that's pretty good. Kieran Blankshi? Blankumsey? Yeah, man, I, you know, you got to look at some positives here. Dwan Lomax, so I, 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 hey, they got some names. I, I, I give them that. Uh, <clears throat> so, then looking at the returns, um, go ahead here. Well, punting the ball, yeah, we, 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 we went over that, over that before. So, it basically, this should be a resounding win. It should not be close. It should be a thorough beatdown. If it is not, if usual doesn't have minimum 
minimum 40 points at the half. We got some problems here. And that's even if we're just running the basic offense, right? Like, there's no reason why Trayvon shouldn't be averaging six, seven yards of carry. Okay, there's no reason why the pass game, we should not be able to open it up there, especially if we play the way we did against Missouri Western uh, and and Missouri Southern, right? No reason at all. Uh, really, we should be scoring touchdowns every red zone trip, if we're being honest here, right? Uh, I would just like to see clean football where we get back to that offensively, no holes, no false starts, right? Uh, we don't get, we have to go for it on fourth down four times uh, in the game. If we do, we're able to get it. Right, defensively, I would like to see the run defense show some kind of promise. I'd like to see the secondary continue to um, build off the past two games. Right, hopefully we can get some interceptions in the secondary. Uh, well, I'd like to see the pass rush become more consistent. Maybe we get at least four quarters of pass rush. I mean, I would like to see us get the stars out of there as soon as possible. Get some backups in there, see what we got there. Uh, see some of the younger guys. Uh, and then I'm curious, though, if Steph is not able to play. I'm curious to see if Dawson plays the whole game or do we throw Connor Kerber, Carson Trimble out there. Uh, I would, um, I want to see, as I want to see if that's the case if Steph is out. So, uh, again, I would just like to see. Us go in there, handle business, come out sharp, come out mad like we should be, uh, and then do our damage early, get out, and hopefully remain healthy. Now, again, I did say, I did say I wanted to check the Northeastern State numbers from 2019 because I, I, I literally can't remember offhand right now if it's worse then Lincoln is uh, now. And let me do that. Let me go to the stats here. I also plan to do a vlog, by the way, as I'm pulling up the numbers here. I plan to do a vlog um, for the Lincoln game. Well, basically, it's going to be similar to how I did it. If you were on the channel last year, uh, you recall I did it before the spring end that I didn't get to because there was a tornado warning. I had to stay home. Uh, it could be the same thing, nothing too spectacular, but kind of just go through my day, um, kind of go through how I do it. It'll show my improved setup now. In the last time, I just had the one laptop and the mic. I got an improved setup here. I'm going to show that. So just that should be. I put that out on. I put well. We have if we have post game, which we should. Um, then that would be on Tuesday. We should have post game on Sunday. We have the re the the highlights on Monday, and then we would have the vlog on Tuesday. Yeah, so. Just be on the on the lookout for that. It got it got pretty good traction back then. That was in the early stages of the of the of the channel. So I feel like I kinda wanna do it, do it again. Okay, so here are the numbers for comparison's sake. Uh what we had? Okay, so Northeastern State, 
Now, again, we got to remember here, Lincoln still has five more games to go. But at this point, they're averaging a point less, one, one, one point, 1.4 points per game less than Northeastern State did that year. Eastern State averaged 9.7. Lincoln averaging right now 8.3. However, defensively, that Lincoln is allowing a full 14. Point two points per game less than Northeastern State did that year. Northeastern State allowed 65.2 points a game. That was aided because UCL scored 82. Uh, Northwest scored, I think it was 65. And then Fort Hayes scored 91 against them there at the end of the season. Uh, as Northeastern State only had 88.6 yards rushing. So Lincoln has better rushing attack. We'll see that Lincoln can get five more touchdowns to tie NSU. Uh, passing NSU had 139 that year. Lincoln at 136, okay. Uh, and total offense, Lincoln at 231.3. Northeastern at 227.6, okay. so. Lincoln slightly, slightly better offensively. Um, let me see. Okay, Northeastern converted 20% of thirds. Lincoln converting 26% of thirds. Lincoln converting 60% of fourths. NSU converted none of their fourth downs that year. Oh, wow. They were over 16 on fourth that year. Dang. That's bad. Uh, they had five sacks in 11 games. Right now, Lincoln has six sacks, so they're already higher. Um, and then Northeastern State was 74% in the red zone. Lincoln right now is uh, probably higher than 68%. And it says the 68 in the red zone. So, okay. Okay, so we 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 about even there offensively. Uh, defensively, we already look at the at the points. Northeastern State allowed three hundred fifty two and a half yards rushing, at seven point nine yards a carry with fifty seven. I've got they allowed fifty seven rushing touchdowns that year. When when, when I when I when I told you all that twenty nineteen NSU was an historically bad football team, this is this is what I mean. Uh. Lincoln allowing 231.2 rushing, 5.7 yards of carry, so better on the run defense. Uh, passing NSU allowed 246.5 a game. Lincoln, Lincoln allowing 283.3, so worse. NSU at least has seven fourth interceptions. Uh, Lincoln only has one. Okay, Lincoln uh, Northeastern that year allowed literally one yard shy of 600 yards a game. Lincoln allowing 514 and a half, so better there. Um, let's see, Northeastern State allowed 32 sacks. Lincoln's only allowed nine, okay. Northeastern State allowed 46% on third. Lincoln allowing... 48% on third, so NSU was better. Lincoln allowing 50% on fourth. 
NSU allowed 65% on fourth. Uh, NSU allowed 92% in the red zone. Lincoln is allowing 30 of 33 in the red zone. So we're looking, it's honestly even in some areas. Uh, Lincoln's defense is better. Offensively, it's very close. So again, I go back to Northeastern State that year. Um, if we go to the schedule here, um, just for comparison's sake, where they was at 2019, go. Yeah, so. Yeah, Lincoln, not to the degree, right? Like I said, uh, Northeastern State. Well, I forgot how bad it was. I, I really forgot how bad this was. So if we're being in, in literally in, if in five of their last six games of that 2019 season, they allowed 70 to Washburn, 86 to a two-win Missouri Southern team. Now, granted, it must be noted, uh, Missouri Southern at that time was coached by what is this, Jeff Sims, the former Garden City coach. He kept his starters in there like the whole game. He kept throwing the football. It honestly was just just was just pathetic. Um, they were seventy nine in Northwest, eighty two to UCO, and that was a team with uh, starting a third string, fourth string quarterback in his first career start since high school. Only had like three healthy receivers. Our running back was playing on two high ankle sprains. Uh, and we still scored 82. Probably for sure they had 89. Because we had a chance to get Bizell a touchdown before the half. But he threw the ball late and it was picked off. And then they allowed 91 to Fort Hayes. Which is crazy because they actually were up in that football game 7 to nothing. It just was a very, it's very, it's very, it's very bad. The most points they scored that season was 23 against Missouri Western on homecoming. Still lost that game by 35, though. Um, and we're going to Lincoln right now. At least they only have a 14-point loss and a 15-point loss. So they are better than that 2019 NSU team. Not by a whole lot. But they're still better. So uh, I, I I appreciate you all entertaining me with that because, again, that's just the stuff I, I, I get off on, apparently. Uh, looking at the scores from the past week, Central Missouri beating Kearney 38-14. to 14, just... Kearney, I just... Yeah. I'm sure Kearney's wondering what's happening, right? Like, at least for us, we know what the root cause is. Like... It's not really, I, for the most part, it's not a talent thing. Kearney is definitely a talent thing. It is definitely a talent thing. Uh, Fort Hayes beat North Missouri Southern 35-22 out there in Joplin. Missouri Southern now falls a 3-3. Three and three. I hope they don't start tanking right there. I really do. Uh, we know what happened. <coughs> UCO, we know what happened to North, uh, Northeastern State and Lincoln. Pitch State, I will say, by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin, nearly blew a lead. They were up, I kid you not, against Emporia 30-3 at the half. Okay? 
They let Emporia score 22 points in the fourth, and Penn State escaped with an eight-point win. So I was telling you right there, Penn State is beatable. But again, we don't play good on the road, though. Like, that that's the thing. Like, that's the thing. If we could play on the road, I like I, we could still win every game that we play, but we we're just not playing <clears throat> on the road. Excuse me. Why did it, why did it not show this? There we go. Uh, and then the final score <laughs> again. This will tell you how bad Washburn is. I need to see the numbers. Uh, they were at home against Missouri Western. Lost the game 61 to 21. Down at the half, 44 to 14. It actually was a tie game at the end of the first quarter after Washburn returned a kickoff 92 yards for a touchdown. And then after that, Missouri Western proceeded to score 30 in the second. And 17 in the third. They scored 47 straight points in that football game. That's bad. They had a 36-yard run on a six-play drive, 24-yard pass on a nine-play drive. They had a safety in there, eight-yard run on a six-play drive, three-yard run on a two-play drive, 23-yard run on a six-play drive. A 26-yard field goal on a seven-play drive. Longest drive of the day, they had a five-yard run on a a five-play, 82-yard drive. I will say, Washburn did score, though, their first touchdown on a 10-play, 91-yard drive. They actually were winning that game 7-0. So, uh... Oh! Oh, that's bad! Oh, man, Wasburn saw UCL's run D and said, hold my beer. They allowed 407 yards on 47 carries, six touchdowns, 8.7 yards a carry. Allowed 561 on 65 plays. East Wasburn was one, a two of 10 on third, oh, one on fourth. Dang. That's uh that's that's tough, boy. That's 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 tough. I'm looking at this week's game. You got Northwest and Missouri Western 1 p.m. kickoff, St. Joe's. Honestly, Missouri Western could win that football game. Washburn goes to Emporia. Oh. Well, gonna be bad. It's it's it's, it's gonna be bad. 1 p.m. kickoff in Poria, Kansas. Uh, Fort Hayes hosting Kearney to be a win. 1 p.m. kickoff, Hayes, Kansas. UCO versus Lincoln, 2 p.m. kickoff. Richardson Stadium, I'll be there. Um, Pitch State, Missouri Southern, 2 p.m. kickoff in Joplin. I think Missouri Southern will give them, will give them a game. I, I truly do, but they're I know they had the horsepower. Oh, oh, why they gotta do it, Northeastern State? You know, here in Northeastern State, feeling good about themselves. They got the win. 
right? They got momentum now. They're coming home. Unfortunately, <laughs> coming to Doc Wilder Stadium is Central Missouri. Oh, they just can't have nice things in Tahlequah. Uh, 2 p.m. <laughs> 2 p.m. kickoff. Looking at the standings again. Remember, Lincoln does not count for the standings this year. Penn State six and zero. Pittsburgh, Missouri five and one. Missouri Western uh, four and one. This is all in conference, by the way. Uh, Emporia three and two. Fort Hayes three and two. Missouri Southern three and three. Northwest two and three on in, in conference. UCO two and four. Kearney two and four. Northeastern State 0-5 and Washington 0-5. Again, those two, their only wins were against Lincoln, who does not count for the standing. So, again, do we just need, I need to see a resounding win. I, I really do. I need to be able to come on here next week and tell you. And when they executed at a high level, we did not have silly penalties. We did not get behind the chains. Able to run the ball. Um was able to execute at a high level. We was able to stop a very hapless run attack, right? We was able to, to, to jump on them early, and hopefully I can go into more depth about the the backups, the young guys that we finally saw, right? Uh, we get an idea ab about them. So hoping that that's the case. Uh, my man Landon told me he'd be there, so we might have some photos. Uh, should be able to get some post game there as well. Like I said, I will have the vlog. Uh, before we get out of here, shout out to soccer. They beat, um, was it Northeastern State? Uh, they beat somebody 2 nothing. I saw there. Uh, no, it was no, it was Kearney. I want to say it was Kearney. I mean, Kearney was 2 2 nothing. Uh, volleyball again, Edgar Miracle doing fantastic work. Uh, they, they've got a few more wins under their belt. And I think basketball, they had the inter-squad scrimmage yesterday at 3 p.m. at Hamilton Fieldhouse. Wishing head coach Bob Hoffman the best of luck there. Uh, finally, I forgot to mention this last week. Former UCLA receiver Tyrone Howell had a win of a game against Appalachian State for Louisiana Monroe. He had like three touchdowns. They barely lost that game. They got ran on yesterday by Alabama 55 to 7. I think he had a few catches in that game. But shout out to Tyrone Howe. I'm telling you right now, I think Tyrone Howe will get a look at the next level. I don't know if he'll stick, but I think for sure he will get a look. So um, again, that's just goes on to say that people are claiming that there's no talent in D2. Do not know what they're talking about. So uh, again, expect a vlog next Tuesday. We should have some post game for you. Um, we should be able to come on here, bring down a resounding win. So until that time, my name is Jonathan Goodo, a.k.a. JG Smooth. I'll talk to you all later.